0: Welcome to the Inside Bonnie's Lacrosse podcast, a behind-the-scenes look at the St. Bonaventure Lacrosse programs. Now here's our host, Chris Russell. This edition of Inside Bonnie's Lacrosse with women's head lacrosse coach Leanne Stoffer. Leanne, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, first of all, let's do a little bit of overview of you, uh, Bonnie's player, mm-hmm. going away for a little bit to GW, to Edinburgh, coming back and taking over the program and really... Taking it to the next level. The program has been a little bit of a disappointment for a couple of seasons. I think we can both agree on that.
1: 100%.
0: (laughs) And what you've done with the program so far, talk to the lacrosse fans, alumni, family, what the uh, what magic were you working? What specific things <laughs> did you do for the program?
1: Um, I think that you know, when you come into a program, I think that there's a lot of things that, you know, it's just based off of any coach's beliefs and a system that they want to put in place. But I also think that part of my job is, you know, looking around and seeing what I have in terms of personnel and, you know, how they can be worked with culturally, physically, how hard I can push them out on the field. So I think when we came in last year, we did a really good job of implementing a lot of new things. Um, you know, they were getting used to, you know, game plans, scouting reports, plays, sets, different defenses, things like that. Um, so I think that, you know, at the same time, we we threw a lot at them, but I also think that it was stuff that they kind of wanted all along. Um, so I think that they responded really well to that. Um, and I also think that putting a huge, you know, a bigger emphasis on on culture and you know what it means to be a St. Bonaventure women's lacrosse player i think that you know they came in and they bought in right away and i in you know again i think that i had we had the right kids in order in order to do that. They wanted to buy in. Everybody that comes here loves this place. Right. So I think that, you know, that's something that's special. That was something that I kind of knew coming into it. If you're, if you're here, you love it, and you want to be here, and you want to make it great while you're here. So they definitely bought into that from
0: day one. Yeah, I think that's a thing that a lot of student-athletes can say across all sports, right? If you're here at Bonaventure, it's because you want to be here. Mm-hmm. You being a starter for Bonaventure in some of the lean years, did you think when you're starting to wrap up your Bonnie's career, hey... I want to go into coaching. How did you, yourself, take it to the next level?
1: Yeah, so my senior year, um, I actually tore my ACL. So I was on the sideline uh, for my senior year, and then I came back for a fifth year. Um, I ended up getting injured again right before conference play. Um, So definitely not an ideal ending to my career, um, but I think, you know... uh, since then, everything, I believe that everything happens for a reason. So for me to be able to be on the sideline and see the game from a different perspective, um, that was new to me. Um, but I also, you know, was kind of testing myself to see what was working, what wasn't working. How, how, you know, do we attack their defense? How do we get a stop defensively? And my brain started to work in all of those different aspects, even without me trying. Um, you know, because originally when I was sidelined, I was just there, you know, trying to be a good teammate for the most part. Um, And then, you know, my coaches kind of leaned on me a little bit and was just like, you know, we need an extra set of eyes on certain things. So I started, I started to kind of puzzle piece things together. And I was like, maybe I could do this for a living. Um, And then once I officially graduated, I got a GA position at Edinburgh, um, who was, um, I worked under um, one of my assistants that I had when I played here. Um, So I was able to learn a lot from her. Um, And I, you know, I I wasn't ready to give up lacrosse yet, and obviously I'm still not, so I'm going to Keep this rolling as long as I can.
0: What do you think about your time at George Washington? Do you think that gives you a little bit of advantage uh, in uh, in conference play? This is the last year was the first year that uh, the women's lacrosse team actually advanced that far mm-hmm. uh, because, as we mentioned, some lean years, and we won't dwell on. Yeah. it, <laughs> But do you think your experience at another A10 school? helped a little bit too?
1: I think absolutely, yeah. I mean, I was, you know, scouting and watching other A-10 teams for, for the past two years. Um, and even when, you know, I was at Edinburgh, I was still watching A-10 games. I was still keeping up with Bonnie's lacrosse. Um, so I was familiar, very familiar with the A-10. And I knew that, you know, when they brought me on, um, I knew the competition that we would be facing. And I, you know, it, it kind of sounded crazy to people at the time, I would assume. Um, but I was like, we can go to the tournament. And, you know, people would kind of look at me funny and... Sure. Sure. Um, but rightfully so. Right. Um, you know, I was uh, still young at the time, too. So um, I think that that kind of opened people's eyes a little bit. Um, and I was like, this is absolutely doable. There's no reason why why we can't do well. So I think last year was an awesome step in the right direction.
0: Did you come into uh, this situation here at Bonaventure with an idea of emphasizing more on the attack, emphasizing more on, on defense, who's going to be, you know, first, second, third home? Or did you want to go in with a blank slate and say, let me see see what I have and then we'll work from there.
1: Yes, it was, it was definitely like that. And even, you know, when we had the freshmen coming in and I knew that people had played in certain positions before we even moved some, some people around to different spots that they weren't used to playing. Um, but again, I think that, you know, obviously part of my job is putting our strengths where we're needed, um, where they're needed. Um, and I think, you know, when we got in there and we, you know, see what we had, um, we were able to put the puzzle pieces together.
0: So uh, talk a little about that game with uh, Akron, Um Brooke had a fantastic day uh, with five goals. I think she had uh, yeah. on the day. Yeah. Um, Forget the law. Forget the final score. And that's, that's something that I always think might be important to coaches that are trying to either build or rebuild a program. Forget the score. Mm-hmm. What did you like that you saw from the team?
1: I think that they, I mean, obviously, Brooke had a great game. Um, we had some great stops defensively. We had some great looks on offense. And honestly, you know, I give credit to their goalie. They hit, their, their goalie had an outstanding game for them. Um, so I think that we were taking the right shots. We were pushing fast breaks. We were at the very least condition to keep up with another team. And that's always kind of something that's up in the air, you know, when you finally play against somebody else the first time after preseason. So um, there were a lot of good things, a lot of good things that we liked from them.
0: All right. and, and a team like Akron, not necessarily a big name in women's mm-hmm. lacrosse, but a school that has a pretty good student-athlete ratio, mm-hmm. when you go into scheduling, yeah. do you want to take on those type of schools rather than kind of ease into the schedule? Maybe it's better to kind of get a slap in the face to start the season, so to speak?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, our my staff and I, you know, after that game was like, okay, that that, game's, that game was over with. Right. Um, And, you know, Akron had two games before that, so I think, right. you know, I think easing in into obviously Bucknell Siena and our California trip. I think that was a good first game. We got the first game jitters out if that's what we want to call them. Um, at least I'm hoping that's what it was. Um, but I think that, yeah, that's, that that's, that's kind of my mindset going into it.
0: Let's talk a little about Bucknell mm-hmm. uh, home opener. That's always exciting. There's a, a good support here at the mayor athletics complex, uh, should be pretty decent weather for this time of year as well, right. which is kind of surprising. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, talk to us a little bit about the mindset of the players that you try to instill going into a home opener, whether it's don't be nervous, be loose. Uh, what, what, do you t- what do you tell them, especially the freshman first-time starters?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it kind of started in our conversation after the Akron game. You know, I, I told them, um, you know, I was like, great great teams play well away. Um, good teams play home, good at home because it's more comfortable. So we have to bank on these wins. Um, and then, you know, we turn it up a notch when we're not at home and it's a little bit more uncomfortable. Um, so I think that they understand that aspect a little bit more, but I also think that they're just so excited to be home, um, you know, have the atmosphere, their parents get to come, our, our, Parents are crazy for Bonnie's Women's Across. <laughs> so I know that they're excited to see them. It's just an all around great atmosphere. when We're at home.
0: Yeah, there's no lack of support for the program. That's that's for sure. That is for sure. <laughs> On the other side, and talk a little about Bucknell. Um, break them down, maybe defensively. Where do you see uh, the uh, Bonnies having a little bit of an advantage, or maybe some cracks in that at Bison defense?
1: Yeah, I think that you know they they're, they play man to man defense, um, and they're pre- they're pretty solid in that. Um, I think that our best asset. Set, you know, in our offense is a two-man game. Um, and I think that our defense is used to playing playing against our two-man game. Um, so we got some people that work really, really well together. Um, so I think that overall, you know, I think that's, that's a good advantage for us. I think speed and conditioning-wise, I do think we match up equally with them. Um, so it'll be just a test to who wants it more. Um, so yeah, I think overall, I think it'll be a good matchup for us for our first time at home this year.
0: I don't want you to look ahead too much because I know coaches don't like to do that. <laughs> but uh, getting that first win, What do you take from that for the rest of the season? Do you just kind of say like you did with the Akron loss, Hey, that's done guys. We got to move on. Mm -hmm. Or are you going to use that to to bank and, Build the confidence of the team even more.
1: Yeah, I think it's a combination of both. I think, uh, obviously, to get a, a, a win in a, during our home opener is, is great. Sure. Um, but I think that, you know, I tell them as well, you know, we take this one game at a time. There's no game that I want you to look ahead to that you think that is a, it's an automatic win because I think that would be disrespectful to the game to believe that, you know, no team can be beaten on any given day. Right. Um, so I think that we've definitely instilled that in them. I think it, it, I think it resonates with them. So um, we're just focusing on the... F- first game ahead.
0: Let's talk a little about your staff too, that you have with Kelly and uh, Kirsten. Um, and the benefits that they provide to you. Because as a head coach, now you know, there are so many, like this podcast, there's so <laughs> many things that are going on yeah. that you really rely on the assistants. Talk about your staff.
1: Yeah, I, they're awesome. I They are unreplaceable in my eyes. Um, Kelly's been with me. Um, this will be our third season together. We were together, um, you know, my last year and her last year at GW. And then once I got this job, I was like, hey, you want to come with? Um, and, you know, she's been with me with me ever since. But, um, you know, we hired Kirsten last last summer um, and she's done an awesome job just stepping into her role as an offensive coordinator and us you know bouncing ideas off of each other and personnel and plays and sets and everything like that has been has been so much fun um, and for Kelly to be to be able to you know take over the the defense and the goalies um, her knowledge of lacrosse is is amazing she plays with Israel lacrosse um, when she's not doing Bonnie's lacrosse oh, okay. um, so she has you know they're very they're young they they're they're fresh into new ideas they're open-minded and I think that that's all that you know. I can ask for, and even you know, as now I'm doing this podcast. They're in there watching film with with our athletes, so they ta- they know everything that needs to be taken care of. So I can kind of you know have my hands clean of all all the big picture stuff. So I think that, you know, anytime that you have two assistants that you can rely on, you know, in those times where, you know, I can look at them and be like, did we do this? And they're like, oh yeah, Lee, we did that two weeks ago. And I'm like, "Oh, that's amazing. Right. <laughs> um, so a lot of, a lot of credit goes to them. I enjoy working with them and they work well together with each other. And I think the, the three of us just offset each other really, really well.
0: I think too, as we start to wrap up our time, I wanted to get your ideas and, and thoughts about this. I think the women's lacrosse game at the NCAA division one level, mm-hmm specifically, has really jumped leaps and bounds. At at one time, I mean, I don't have to tell you, but it was coming back after the holidays, and now we'll grab the crosses and run out and run some plays and try and get in shape. This is almost a year-round undertaking now for the athletes, for the coaches, for the entire staff, to make sure that your squad is really the best that they can be, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that, you know, again, they put a huge emphasis for themselves. They're very self-driven to be able to go home and, and, you know, work out and have that self-motivation. They keep in touch with each other throughout the winter. Um, And, you know, they bring stuff that we've done in the fall and we have, you know, meetings and conversations with them about different things that, you know, we do out on the field, how they can do that at home alone. Um, And I think that, you know, a lot of that has resonated with them. They do a really good job of that. And honestly, they came back ready to go. In the spring, and that's always kind of a fear. I think for right. spring, head, you know, spring coaches, right. um, like, what did my team do over the winter? Because I'm not allowed to, you know, check in really or, or you know, see what they were actually doing. But they came back, and you know, we ran them for the first couple of days, and they honestly blew it out of the park. I was very happy with the way they came back, so I was excited for, you know, their their internal motivation, um, and then just to see them, you know, put it together again when we actually got into to practicing for the preseason. So um, I think that, you know, again. I I think Akron was first game nerves. I know that they know how to play lacrosse, and I'm very confident in that. Um, they're good. They're good athletes. They're good kids. So I think that we can only you know go to new heights this season.
0: And you talk about practicing out there in all weather, yeah. <laughs> uh, all times of the day. I mean, there's there's not a day or time off that you give the squad out there practicing, Leah. What is one thing that you would like? Uh, listeners of this podcast to know about you and your coaching philosophy, something that, you know, aside from the X's and O's out on the field, yeah. what's something that you would like folks to know, to know about you?
1: Yeah, um, that's a great question. And actually, a lot of recruits ask me that question too. So this is helpful for everyone. Um, but I think that the one thing that, you know, I stress for myself and my staff is to build relationships off the field with these with these athletes. I feel as though you can get a lot more out of them on the field. You You can't coach every, every kid the same. Um, you can make general statements about what, what the standards and the expectations you have in your program, but as far as being able to push a specific athlete to different limits, um, in order to get the best out of them, I tell them first and foremost, you know, I want you to get, be a good person and I want you to be able to graduate, you know, with a good experience and you going into the working world, being disciplined, being on time, all of those things. Um, it's not just about wins and losses. So I think that, you know, my staff and I, again, put a huge emphasis on that. Like I said, there are always in our office. Um, they enjoy coming in. Um, even when you think that, you know, who wants to be in their coach's office on a Friday after practice at 530? Sure. Sure. It's this team. Um, and they, they linger, they hang out, um, and I wouldn't want it any other way. So I think that, you know, that's a big that's a big piece for us in this program.
0: Well, we're looking for a fantastic season. Best of luck. And thank you so much for your time. Leanne Stoffer, head women's lacrosse coach here at St. Bonaventure. Uh, a pleasure getting to meet you. And, and again, I just think uh, that you're going to take the program to heights that might not be have been seen before. I don't want to put any pressure on you. I don't want to put any pressure, but I think you're going to have some real, a really good success here at, at Bonaventure. Thank you, Leanne.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.